Welcome to the Sunday edition of the Progress Review Unity podcast. Today is Barry and Paul there on this fine Mother's Day. How are you doing, Paul? All right. I've, I've been up to my mums and waved through the window. So, yeah, we're all good. So a big shout out to all the mums out there and the grandmums and the daughters as well. So hope you've all had a good day and been pampered and chilling out. What better way to finish it off than uh, a listen to our silky tones on this podcast, Paul? Indeed. What better right, way? We'll, we'll crack on then. So we're going to look at just a couple of things on this episode. We're going to have to take a look at Tuesday night's visit to Wimbledon. And we've got a guest in, uh, Ray Armfield, who helps with the programme down there. He helps writing the programme. And he's been on the podcast before. Very knowledgeable guy. And also we're going to take uh, or have a little chat about the latest with the takeover, which is very, very imminent. And we're quite excited about that. So let's crack on. So the first thing we'll do, we'll have a little listen to uh, to Ray Armfield. Uh, he had a chat with me earlier this morning, and there's a bit of interaction from from myself as well in this in this interview. So without further ado, over to uh, Ray. Hello there. My name is Ray Armfield. I'm uh, I'm one of the Match Day Program contribution editors, and I'm a former Don's Trust board member. I've just been looking at uh, your form, you know, since you've played against us back in February. It's been a bit hit and miss, shall we say, and it's all been under your new manager, Mark Robinson. How do, have the fans taken to him? Are they happy with him? And, and what do you make of the form? I think Mark's quite a popular appointment. He's been with the club 17 years in the academy, so he's actually brought a few of the current first team through with him, some from a very young age. He knows the club and we know him. Obviously, it's a big step up for him. But I think so far, he's tried to do things differently. He's brought in specialist coaches. Um, so it's not all just going to be him and his ideas. He's taken on board stuff from all areas. Not too bad so far. Um, I think, like yourselves, maybe he's tightened things up at the back a bit, um, aside from us getting beat by the top two. But the perhaps the worrying thing now is we've stopped scoring goals. We scored three against you. But I think we've only scored like three in the last seven since. You can't win games unless you score goals. I think it's a, the balance, isn't it, between you know possibly taking a pound in uh, and being tight at the back to stop that from happening, and it cuts back on your creativity. Have you found this change under Robinson, or was it the previously? No, I think it's it's a definite change with the new man. Um, I wouldn't say we were a bit sort of formulaic, but the last three away games we've got got draws in each one which is all which is all great but it's all seemed to happen with like chucking the cavalry on two or three subs sometimes four subs after about 70 minutes and just hoping you can cause a bit of chaos but the last couple of games I've seen we've really struggled to create much including Burton at home where I don't think either side had a shot for the first 65 70 minutes and it onus is on us as a home team to do more than that so obviously that's what I'm going to be looking for against yourselves on Tuesday yeah I noticed you say on Twitter during the uh, during the games being played that a lot of your fans were, were crying out for Palmer to be brought on I think you did come on in the second half didn't you is, is that you did is that something you know is that another tactic to up front rather than just Joe Piggott leading the line I think it is, yeah. People look at Piggott and sort of see, oh, he's six foot two, you know, he's he's the target man. Well, he's not really been one in his career so far. He's always played off somebody else. So obviously when you've got somebody like Palmer who's six foot four and a bit more physical, that to me seems the obvious pairing. And I mean, Palmer's been beset with injuries since he joined us. So having him back now, and he looks to be in very good physical shape, 
it's like having a new signing. So the obvious choice seems to be play them both. And do you think he'll do that on Tuesday? I'm hoping he does, yeah. I know the games are coming thick and fast, but I mean, Ollie's come off the bench twice now, had an impact at Blackpool where he scored a last-minute winner. He wants to play. This is the thing. He's, he's not somebody who's happy jogging along, picking up his money, playing when he can. He's played regularly for all his previous teams. And I've seen from his own social media and just what I've heard, he, he desperately wants to play. Talking about games coming up, you've got us on Tuesday and it's the first of four home games against, I suppose you'd consider winnable opposition, Charlton, Rochdale and Northampton. Do you think this is like a massive phase of the season now where uh, the final positions are going to be determined by what sort of results are coming here? I think it is, yeah. I mean, this is our season in in the rest of the month, basically. Um, you look at games like Wigan, Northampton, Rochdale, they're six, six pointers plus, really. We need to win those. I know you guys do as well, but, you know, maybe the Charlton game on, on paper is the is the tighter one of those because they've got quite good away form. But certainly you, you really have to press home your advantage here. And really, Plough Lane's not yet been the fortress that we hoped it to be. I think we've won two out of ten games so far. So we really need to get, get better at that. Oh, that's good news for us. <laughs> it's got the makings of a, a good game on Tuesday, I think, Ray. I think both teams will... Will go for it, which I, th- I think we have to do. And as a spectator, a neutrals will be a good game. I think the uh, the Dons fans and the uh, Latics fans will, will be on the edge of the seats all through that. Yeah. A win for either of us takes us out the bottom four. I know you're bottom of the table, and and, and we're mm. just just in the bottom four. So it's all to play for. Are you confident you can beat us? And how do you see the game going? And give us a score prediction. I think if we'd have Nicked it at Bristol Rovers yesterday. I'd have been a bit more chipper, maybe. But um, I look back at them and they, they beat Atkinson 4-1 during the week. So we got a clean clean sheet there. So I'm not too down. Um, I think we need to win. I'm not sure either side's going to keep a clean sheet. So I'll maybe say we'll edge it 2-1. Thank you so much for that. And best of luck for the rest of the season unless it impinges on us, which, which I'm, I'm not going to wish you. So, But I do, hope, I do hope you stay up with us and we stay up and um, you know we can visit Plough Lane next season. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you for your time. Well, Paul, he reckons they're going to beat us. He didn't sound too confident to me, though. Uh, well, you can't sound too confident, can you, when you, you look at their recent results? You know, the bottom at table. Um, they scraped a few draws together. That's about it. So, yeah, you can't, you know, it's that. False bravado, isn't it? You know, you, when we do the rounds with predictions, nobody ever predicts us to lose, even, oh. even when they know it's coming. I asked him about the manager, Mark Robinson, who was given the elm when they played us last time on the 6th of February. He kicked off with a win, but he's only won one game since then. And he seemed to be you know, quite pleased with him in a way, how things were going under him. I saw the parallels um, when you've got a manager that's come up through the ranks inside the club rather than just going to the to the merry-go-round, as it were. And and I think they always come in, especially if they've done quite well in in like the under 18s or 23s or wherever he's been within the club. They always come into the, the the top job with a with a bit of good feeling because they tend to get the top job because they've done decent with the academies. For supporters, it's like one of your own, isn't it? Making it to the first team, it's it is good to see that. So I, I do understand in a way. They've got four games coming up, and we're the first of these four, and they're all at home, and they're all quite 
winnable from their point of view, Paul. Uh, I know they're sat at the bottom of the table at the moment, but if they beat us on Tuesday, they're at the bottom four. I mean, it's, it's just crazy at, at the moment, isn't it? It's tight down there, and you know they they're sat at the bottom, but they are sat at the bottom with a you know a game advantage or two games advantage uh, in hand on teams around them. It's like we were saying on on the Wednesday podcast that we've got you know it's four from six. Burton obviously now appear to have made that jump into the next block up, and and you know we we need the win and they need to stay in touch, um, and we need to win to start making that jump ourselves. And leave it to, to be four from five, and just get away and clear. Otherwise, we we're still in there and, and sucked in. Uh, I'd love to see us with this, you know, this recent form of, of decent performances and now a few results. Just carry that on and, and and get ourselves, you know, much as we did last season, get ourselves right away from the relegation zones. Only this time, we, you know, we've not got the the, the likelihood of twelve point deductions. Obviously, we got the boost of the takeover coming as well, which we'll talk about in a moment. With with us having no game on the Saturday, I mean, it, it give the other teams around us a little bit of a chance to sort of make some headway. Really, the only one that possibly did was Rochdale with a surprise win away at Lincoln City. What it did do for us was was give a good deal of recovery time for players like uh, Callum Wang, who's been struggling a little bit. Uh, obviously Lee Evans who came in and I thought did exceptionally well so maybe he wouldn't have made a Saturday game but it, it gives us that little bit of breathing space Paul that we can you know get keep our star players out there who are perhaps suffering a little bit from either fatigue or, or they're carrying a slight knock yeah I mean there's there's two elements to that and there's the there's the physical healing players with the knocks but also you've just got you know <laughs> show me somebody at this point in time who couldn't do with a mental break somewhere along the way. And I think you'll get that from a week off as much as anything because um, you're not on this Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday roller coaster. But we're back on it. <laughs> we'll be back well, on we it. Well, we, we are back, we are back Saturday, on it. Aren't we? Yeah. yeah. You know, we are back on it. Well, like I said, we've had that little break, which, you know, somebody's going to have done something different on Saturday and, and benefited from, from the, the change is, is as good as a rest type of thing. Ray was talking about how Wimbledon have changed the formation round a little bit. I noticed they play with three centre-halves, so they're quite compact at the back. But they're still, apart from Saturday when they had a goal of straw, they're still conceding goals and they're not scoring so many now. I'm just wondering, you know, how they're going to how they're gonna turn out against us and, you know, what, will we counter that in any way? Obviously, we've got Wooten coming back in, off the, but we've, we've gone two games with clean sheets. But it's not been... Like one nil wins, what we've had. We've scored five goals in those two games, so obviously we've got a, a real threat going forward. I, I think if they thinking about, along the lines of trying to contain us, um, they might be in for a little bit of a shock. I, it is a game they need to win. I can see this being a highly entertaining edge of edge of your seat game, Paul. Oh, I, I was going the opposite direction. I was seeing it being a a, a tight one. You, you know, we get possession and struggle to break teams down which is you know we, we've, we've had that in the past and that's how I was seeing this with them particularly concentrated you know you, you obviously had, he was saying that Robinson's coming and he's concentrated on tightening up at the back build something get something solid at the back to build from and I can see that being their focus if you unlock it early doors early goal they they then can't do that they then they've got to try and get something um, and that opens it right up doesn't it but yeah, yeah, I could, I can see a very tight. You, you know those those games where we've got the ball, we don't seem to be able to break them down because they 
There's a lot of them in defence, and they're nice and tight. And we just a possession, like you, you know, possession till next Wednesday, but doing nothing with it. So yeah, it's, it's quite opposite view, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know the supporters. I was, I was following a little bit on Twitter yesterday, and I was, they were crying out for Ollie Palmer to be brought on. And uh, again, listening to what Ray says, that they tend to keep it steady for 70 minutes, then throw caution to the wind and, and you know, throw two strikers on and, and, and go for it. In Pigger, I mean, Pigger's bagged 15 goals this season and he scored two against us, so we know he's a threat. But if they're not getting the ball to him, that threat counters itself. And I think we, over the last two games, we've, we've looked quite solid at the back and we defended, we defended really, really well. I know some of it's been like a scrambling defence, but again, it was, we, we, we look like we're oozing confidence. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say it again. I really do believe it's going to be an open an open game, and 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 I think that'll suit us a lot more than what it'll suit them. I'll push you for a for a prediction, Paul. First of all, a team prediction. Can you see Wooten being brought in? If so, who's going to be left out? And do you think Evans and Lang will both start? Yes, with Evans. Yes, with Lang. When I was watching the previous game, both sides had um, defensive errors in them back then. And obviously, it's not that long ago. I wrote, I wrote down um, Lange for goals, um, which does go somewhat against what I was just saying. But um, I think if we if we unlock them early, I think it's one of them where we could just completely... You know, one of those games where you get an early goal, you, you back it up with another one somewhere in the middle of the first half, and then second half, you just control the game. And then, obviously, if, if their plan is to throw caution to the wind for the last 20 minutes, you bag another couple, then you run out 4-0 winners. But it's getting that early goal to unlock it. I'm going to predict 1-0 Latics, which is absolutely sounds daft when I've just said we could hit four. But, yeah, I, I mean, they're the two ways I see it going. I, either I, I don't see them giving us too much trouble. They, they could swipe 1-0 if we make a mistake. But, like I say, that previous game, it, it was... You know, it wasn't quality goals. It was it was mistakes. I, either one nil us or four nil us. Is that your pick? Well, I'll 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 pick the one nil for you, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't like being overconfident because it tends to bite you on the backside, doesn't it? But sometimes when you are, but I, well, I'd go for uh, a two nil. I think we're going to do on two nil. I, I think we own one because the last time we played, although they you know they raced into a two goal lead and we pulled it back, and then they got that that penalty decision and, and bagged that. I, I think we've felt a little bit done to on the night uh, and a point would have been a further reflection of how the game had gone. And so I do feel we own one and, and I think this is, this will be it. This is what, you know, the game we, we will. And 2-0, 2-0, that'll be three clean sheets on the bounce. Uh, another 2-0 away of victory. How good would that be? Fantastic. So that's what I'm going for, 2-0. Yeah, and and... That would be brilliant because that would start to jump us that gap between the the bottom pack and then that next pack just above it. So w- one thing that might lend itself to us being buoyant and full of confidence is, of course, the takeover gets announced. And there's been a lot of chatter around this weekend. Paul Kendricks tweeted that he can see it happening in the first two days of this week coming. So the game on Tuesday... So I take it it's going to happen on Monday. <laughs> so I'm only guessing here, so please don't read too much into it. So it'll be wonderful. Start the week off. Fantastic news for us. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's been none of the 
what I would say usual sources of, of information saying anything's happened or happening. There's a lot of people saying if there was a problem, they would have heard it and they hope to hear it going, you know, being announced imminently. But it's being, it's, we've been in that position for four or five days already. I, th- I think I think we're almost in danger of it just taking too long to get announced, and everybody. Where by the time it gets announced, you lose the boost. I, I mean, you're going to get a, everybody's going to get a sense of relief, but are they going to get a boost? I'm going to get a boost, Paul. I'm going to be absolutely hammered. I'm going to crack open bottle <laughs> of Pendering waiting to be cracked open, and that's. Good. I'm going to pull the cork on that, and I'm going to. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get absolutely hammered, and I can't wait. I can't wait. So hopefully, it's on the Monday. <laughs> That will give me a full week to recover then. Well, it won't be bad on tu- on on Wednesday morning after the three points on Tuesday night, would it, either? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't, but I prefer Monday. Get it out of the way. Let's get it yeah, done and dusted. Yeah, I mean, that is the thing, isn't it? Get it done and dusted. Get your mate Gerald and, and his pals out, out the picture and, and let's see where we go. Because if nothing else... It, it it puts you in a, a better position, you know. Even even if even if these lot don't turn out to be very good, <laughs> at, at least the threat of imminent loss of your club's gone away, hasn't it? Yeah, I, 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 I know what you're saying. I mean, there has to be an error caution with any new owners coming in, um, without a doubt. And we've got to hold them to scrutiny. We've got to make sure we can't fall for it, for, for what we fell for last time again. Because did we fall for it? I mean, every, everybody kind of had some idea that it, it didn't look good, did it? But the problem is we haven't all got a few million quid down the back of the sofa to to say, I, well, I can do a better job. Here, here's my wallet. I mean, it was very dodgy the way that that takeover went with between... Oh, the choice to yeah. I Young, yeah, that was you particularly know. dodgy. And, and that nonsense has come out within the South China Post this week. I mean, that's the thing. That's what we've got to make sure. But uh, I've spoken to people you know... Uh, Gottman, Mrs. Gottman and Mark, well, Markham, sorry, Mrs. Mrs. Gottman, Gottman and Mr. Markham, and very nice guys is is what I'm getting told, and very knowledgeable, loads of contacts throughout football. Uh, Obviously, Mal Brannigan is is quite well known as well. Uh, He's reputedly coming in as our CEO, highly regarded, good reputation at working with other clubs. Exciting times, and then obviously we've got the the benefactors, the Bahraini family who are backing us and putting the money up. So very grateful to them. I'm just exci- I'm excited about it. I am. I was excited when IEC took over, but you know, I'm I'm not going to be blindly excited this time because I want to know I want to know what's going on. It, it, it's it, it's imperative that we do keep focus on stuff. But if what they're saying behind the scenes is what they're going to do, then I think all Latix fans are going to be happy. You, all you want is to be... Is, I mean, Paul Sharner was doing a, a, a bit of research this week for something he's up to, saying, you know, where what do you want from your club? And, and it was about top division, winning trophies into Europe. And, all, and it's just to be going in the right direction. If you feel competitive at whatever level you're at and that you are going in the right direction, you're happy um, as a supporter. I mean, that certainly is for me anyway. If I feel like we're going up the divisions, I'll be more than happy. Absolutely. And I think that's it, competitiveness. That's you at the start of this season, when we were putting teams out, you were wondering how many we were going to lose by. And and it it was horrible. I know we won a couple of games early doors, but on the whole, it was it was that. And it was desperate. 
great work by William Richardson and Gregory Ock, and, and they've turned it round. That they've made us competitive this season with what they've had, to, you know, what they've had at the disposal. If we can continue in that vein and continue to be competitive, and perhaps go into games not knowing if we're going to win or lose, and but we've got a chance of winning, that's what more can you ask for? And then that gives you the hopes and dreams that you can make the playoffs the following season or even push for promotion. And that's what all football fans want. They want the team to be successful. But I'm hoping we do it the right way. And again, with the noises being made, you know, it's not about splashing the cash, it's doing it the right way. I, I mean, there's a very, very strong argument that we were trying to do it the right way anyway, weren't we? Um, it's just he pulled the plug at the worst time possible. You know, give it another... 12 months with the team that we had there uh, and you know we'd have, we'd have been breaking even more more than happily with the likes of some of the players that went we'd have got proper money for them these academy products that walked out the door for peanuts wouldn't have done so yeah I, th- I think we were doing it the right way anyway but we just need to get back on the right track doing it the right way not costing us a million pound a month because I don't care who you are you don't want that sort of all burning in your pocket do you yeah, no, I, I I appreciate that, but you know my my take on that is that actually once you'd have shifted on a few of these players, that million pound a month would have been at least negated with the profit you would have made. You know, had Robinson gone to Milan last winter, that million pound a month wouldn't have been a million pound a month, would it? Let's stay excited. Let's keep buzzing, and the takeovers coming, and the future's hopefully looking a lot brighter than what it was even six weeks ago. We both forecast a win for us on, on Tuesday. We're both very hopeful that the uh, takeover is going to be announced in the next couple of days. So on that note, I think we should just say to people, tune in on Wednesday for a fantastic podcast with a couple of great guests that we've got lined up. Not saying who they are at this moment in time. And uh, up the six. Up the six. Up the six.